So sick with the wordplay, more potent than bird food. Cause I be low to the earth, watch me give you the curve Class of session, I'll be the teacher. Shit, I'm breaking all the rules. Fuck power with a leader. Expose you to the shit that your pops never showed you. Right squad in the building, we developing soldiers. Simply the pizza in your niggas don't get it. Push me blown ass, you mean, but you acting like children. You know what? Get my G.O. Fall from a P.O. Presenting pussy towel, cause now is the season. So I spend my money from the floor to the ceiling. I'm trying to see my tags and things that I can fill on. Fill on. Any pussy niggas snatching fill on. So I'm team man, bitch, I'm making the killer. All I got that money, A.B. Hill, but I stream on it. Any given Sunday blowing up, will it be mine? Every day we wake up, we throw up. I'm 
between the gorilla eyes to banana peel. You gotta say, like I, I always say, you gotta stay consistent. Stay consistent and stay relevant. Man, they hunt when they in front of the camera still acting like they stand up, bucket on the stand and split. Real pain is the thing you should plan to feel with the knife. Don't take your life in the hammer wood. You can shop up a guy how the hammer feel. When the stick make you remember, rip this member, man. Your body parts falling off. I end this shit. Any nigga hate and won't benefit. Niggas hate you, make cake and they make it until that's fucking hate. I'm not ready for this, too. Look, couldn't work it on the job when I make it. That's why they hate me and don't do They mad, they can never reach the level that I'm telling you, too. That's why they hate me and don't do I'm a Thomas Jones. But niggas hear all I'm in the bar every day that I do. That's why they hate me and don't do Wait, niggas hate me. So, um, records, you know, and songs and shit. Sleep with the 
blessing, each piece is depressing, especially if you're chicken down and broke, and all you can do is hope that shit is switching. Yo, Rav, what's good, man? I feel like I haven't spoken to you in like, oh my God. I fucking gotta miss you, bro. I haven't had a conversation with you in about 48 hours. Too long. Don't let that shit happen again, right? today. I could go home, but I have spaghettis. His punch lines are crazy. I was listening to one of his new joints called So High. Can you see if you find So High? Can you get So High? Like, that's what they want to Trash music seems to 
um, prevail and win, unfortunately. Is it because of the beat? I'm gonna get into this so high. It's called by Cassidy, it's so high. This is me joining. I started from the bottom, that's the reason I get high. I'm just steaming out, it's the reason I should lie. I started from the bottom, that's the reason I get high. I'm going to keep it in the end, I'm going to steam until I die. And you can see it in my eyes. You can see it, nigga, high. And you can see it in my eyes. I started from the bottom, that's the reason I get high. Hello. You can hear me? What's his name? Yes, 
You ready for me? <laughs> I hope you're rolling your blunts. I got mine rolled already. I have mine ready for you, you see? I always come pre-rolled to my events. <laughs> One, because it keeps motherfuckers out your face, and two, you ain't gotta worry about shit knocking on the floor, you know? When you're drinking and shit. <laughs> so how you doing? Yeah. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, there you go. Hold 
You dropping me? That's how you feel? You can hear me? Yep. I'm just waiting for your screen to pop up. Okay. There we go. You can hear me now? Yeah. Okay. How you doing? Beautiful, beautiful. You look like you had to take an Uber to where you walk to. <laughs> I was about to call one for you, so you woke up for like 10 minutes. <laughs> How you been holding up during this whole crazy freaking pandemic, man? Nah, I was outside with my dog, and I just remembered that I had the car. I seen the time. You forgot about me, right? Nah, I ain't forget. I just ain't realize. That's how you treat dark skin people? I thought Black Lives Matter. What happened? <laughs> I ain't forget. You see I'm here. What's your dog's name? Pretty boy. Pretty boy? How old is he? He, he almost two. He looks like he eats people, midgets. Huh? I say he looks like he eats midgets. Yeah, yeah. he do. <laughs> so something I wanted to start off by telling you, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you share the same birthday as my son. And you're a cancer like me, which is pretty dope. So you and you um, and your son are cancer. You yes, and your sir. son cancer. That's I'm dope. the first. I'm the first, and he's he's the seventh. All right, that's hot. When I told that's him that he shared the same birthday as you, he got super gassed. And nah, now, and now he claims that he has a celebrity twin. Yeah, that's the best birthday ever. Yeah, so you know cancers are the best. We a little emotional, but that's all right though. Don't test our gangster. Cancer <laughs> born on the seventh day. That's important. Yeah, man, definitely. Most definitely. That's the end of the week too. Start of the week, I mean. 
Yeah, your son. How old is your son? He's actually going to be 18 this next month in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> so he's not going to be getting no uh, senior graduation and senior prom, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to try to make something. I don't know. I'm going to try to do something to make up for it. At the end of the day, I told him, you know, you succeeded, you passed. So that's what counts, you know? That's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So how you been all these years? I haven't seen you in like, you know, like almost a decade or so. You ain't been tuning in. I've been around. You haven't, you haven't called me. You haven't hit me up. Like I'm feeling like a redheaded stepchild. What's going on here? Like, what's up? I've been working. I've been working though. Yeah. You doing any new music with, um, with Swiss? Um, I recently did some new music with him, but he's not really doing too much music lately. Like that's all I do is music. I, I think my work ethic is probably higher than anybody in the industry. I work more than anybody, but I don't know if he's doing too much music right now. He got a lot of other things going on. So Yeah. Doesn't yeah. stop you from doing what you gotta do, right? Not at all. Exactly. That's how you my, my model's never not working, so I know how it is, you know. Yeah, I'm always working. And this next project I'm about to put out is called the energy. Okay. I felt this good about a project in my life, so I'm excited. Tell me about it. I never felt this good about a project before. <laughs> the best project I ever put together. It's crazy. Yeah. Around it. Bunch of dope topics. Bars is back though. It's a lot of figurative language, a lot of bars, a lot of creativity. That's lot one of- thing I like about you is that you your bars and like your punchlines are just they're insane. You know. Thank you. Yeah, there's a bunch of that on the album. Um a lot of creative tracks. It, it just, Do you have any features on there? It's dope. Um, I got a few, but I'm not one of them artists that like I'm independent, so I don't do the industry move and try to just get a bunch of features or artists that's popping at at the time to try to get some hype. Like right. I put my music. You don't need it. You don't need it. And it's difficult for me to get features because a lot of artists scared to work with me. So yeah. like, there's not a lot that they could get out of it. A lot of artists are scared to work with me because they know how hard I go, and it's not working. And they feel like they have a, they have a lot to measure up to. I mean, you know what I mean? It's, it's pretty intimidating. They rather work with artists that, you know, they could do what they do and still shine, opposed to an artist like me that's going to try to body them on the track. It's just right. too. So a lot of artists don't like to work with me. It's rare you will find that happening. Yeah. What made you? What made you stay independent all these years? Um, independent is the best for me. I'm a cancer. I like being in control. Yeah, I, like <laughs> I like calling the shots. I like to exactly. move at my own speed. I don't like to be delayed by having to move for people. other people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like you know, since I'm the creator, I'm the originator of the music. I'm the creator of all of the waves, all of the things that the people like from our from from my brand, I feel like I should be in control of it. So that's why I'm independent. Definitely. It's would you ever um 
took me time to understand the business like how I know it. So for a minute, I did have a big machine behind me. And um, I learned business during those years, but I think that's what you're supposed to do, grow and learn. Yeah, you grow from that. Yeah, you're not supposed to stay in the same position forever. So artists mm -hmm. that have seen around for 10 or 20 years, and they still got the same type of record deals, the same publishing deals, they're in the same situation as they was when they first got yeah. mine, it's like something wrong. Like, Yeah. Really well, one thing I can say for you, I mean, you know, you and I are the same age, actually. Fun fact. <laughs> um, you know, I was listening to you when I was in high school. And it's like, here we are, what, 20 years later? Just about 20 years later? And I got right, Yeah, I got 20 years in. And we still look good. Hold on, can we take a moment to say that we still look fucking good, goddammit? Yeah. <laughs> 20 year olds and we already got 20 years in. You already know, and I only got two gray hairs. Leave me alone. <laughs> but um, you know what I was saying is like, you know, I was listening to you when when I was in in high school, and it's like hearing you now is like you haven't you ain't skip a beat. You know, like a lot of people you hear you hear them then you hear them then and then you hear them now, and it's like ah, uh, you should just stay then, and I'll just let's keep repeating your old tracks and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I enjoy your old tracks, but it's like. I hear you then and I hear you now and it's refreshing to hear you now too. And Especially now in this era with the music is so, I barely listen to the radio, I'll be honest with you. I listen to my radio station because I have a lot of indie artists and you know, there's so many indie artists that are underrated or they don't get, you know, the light that they should or, you know, the listening that they should or whatever. So I tune into that more. Yeah. But again, you know, listening to you and especially you being an indie artist as well, you know, it's really refreshing to hear that 20 years later here you are and you're still killing shit, you know yeah um like in this sport we in you can continue to get nicer the old you older you get because you get more experience you learn more you see more of the world you go right. through real life issues and even issues that you might have lived through that you might not have understood to the full fullest when you was younger you understand better now that you old and been through stuff so you mm -hmm. got lot more to talk about and you could bring a lot more to the table and you could be a better artist but a lot right. of artists tend to lose the they tend to lose the hunger they tend to lose the hunger and the passion like they had when they was young so they never come on man they tend to lose the hunger and the passion like when they was younger they don't um listen to rap as much they not um tuned they just listen to the beat they don't love because it. Because right now, all that's out there is a beat. In my opinion, all that's out there is a beat. No, I mean, an older artist, like after a while, that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. the for it. And that's why you, that's why it seemed like they might have fell off. It's not that they're not capable of doing what they used to do. It's just that they're not in it no more, like how they used to be. So that's why you're not hearing the same music from them. But right. in stay nice, in order for you to, hear a person from back in the day and then hear a long period of time go by and then you hear them again for you to have that same feeling they have to get way better some people think they got to stay the yes. same or right. i have comment that you need to go back to doing what you used to do but in order to make an impression on somebody at the time change you got to get way better because the science right. and times change and they mm -hmm. already and the people that are following you see your growth too and they already heard that old version of you so now they mm -hmm. got to hear a a upgraded version of that old version of you for you to make an impact right. today and then exactly. that you got to stay active and you got to stay working 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. I totally agree. Did anybody um inspire you throughout those years that you kind of like were low key? Uh, you said, did anybody inspire me? Yeah, like anybody was an inspiration as you, you know, because when you started doing music, you was you was a teenager. You was what, 17, 18 years old? Well, when I got my first record deal, I was 17. You were 17. So, you know, from there, you know, you, you know, you're still considered a young man. You know what I mean? So I becoming a-, a man and everything like that, was there any artist that was like kind of Plenty of inspirations. I just did a song called The Four Elements, um, Breaking Down. I just played it. Yeah, so I started breaking down a lot of the artists that inspired me. And I mm-hmm. mean, that helped me become the animal I was. I mean, that I am now. I left a lot of people out, but a lot of artists inspire me. And not just rappers, R&B artists. Like, one of my first managers was Kevin Hart. The lead. Oh, I mean, really? not Kevin. I said Kevin Hart. I meant... <laughs> I'm he's thinking Word about you, you know that, right? He's talking about you or he's thinking about you. <laughs> William Hart, the lead singer at the <laughs> Delphonics. That was my first manager, and he did all of the writing for the Delphonics, their legendary group. So he was like inspiration. Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, like Sam Cooke, like people like that. Like I just loved them type of artists, looked up to them, um, and just respected the swag and how they was doing it and just being a star so yeah. do you, do you think it's important for artists of- especially do you think it's important especially for like upcoming artists to pay homage because you have a lot of artists that are out there and it's like yo you haven't even paid your respects to the people that started what you're doing right now yeah for sure and some of them are claiming it like if they started the that you know particular trend or you know you know what I mean? Do you think it's important that they should pay homage or something like that? Because a lot of them don't do it. Yeah, for sure. You definitely got to pay homage. And um, you got to do your research. You got to know the history. Like a lot of dudes don't know what came before. They don't really understand. So, right. you know I mean, that's the reason why they can't really pay homage because they don't fully understand don't what this artist did right. or go to the table. Right. They might, they might look up to an artist that um was inspired by an artist that was inspired by that artist like they, artist, right? yeah, they, they, <laughs> and that shit is like telephones uh, trying I'm to like, get to that one is a whole nother a whole nother thing <laughs> yeah so I, I think you gotta know your history you gotta do your research or have somebody to teach you so that's yeah. why I'm on the type of music i be doing and encouraging people to do their research stop judging and start studying because to know the future you got to know the past you got to know the history where it came from where it started at and who played parts in in the making it what it is today because now it's the busy, biggest form of music that exists they thought it was going to be a fad and it was some bullshit and it was going to come and go but now it's the biggest form of music in the world so especially hip-hop yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah what are you so you feel like um i know you say that rappers ain't that that, that don't have any uh, type of bars or substance they shouldn't be allowed to win that's kind of hard to say considering what's out there right now you know well it's um, like it's being pushed and it's like well the business and, and, the- I, and I, question, I question it i'm like is it the younger generation because you know i had a talk with um with split star and I asked them, I'm like, you know, what do you think about this type of music right now? 
And he's like, personally, it's not for us. It's not our type of music. It's not our generation. He's like, you have to accept the fact that this is for this generation and this is what they like. Nah, you know? I, dis I disagree. Um, it's not for this. It's not, it should no, be for all no, generations. I feel you shouldn't have no, an expiration date on who you know, nah, should no, be listening to. No form of music is for uh, uh, just one generation or one type of people. Is music is music. Exactly. So I yep. don't agree with that. But it's the I same agree. thing that happened when I was coming around and rappers was in the rap game and they wasn't used to using figurative language, punchlines, and using bars like I was using. So right. when I came around, maybe a lot of artists that came before me didn't like that form of rap. They didn't think right. it was just, that's that new generation stuff, them punchlines and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But uh -huh. it's all a part of the culture. So you got to incorporate it and embrace it all. But don't believe that just because something charting on the billboards or something like that is something that we don't control when we don't own. Don't think that's the biggest thing in music. And that's the problem. People think just because an artist seemed to be big at the time in the business that that's the biggest thing in the world and everybody like that and don't nobody else like nothing else. But that's not right. how it is. The There's so much more out there. The business don't necessarily push what everybody like. They just push what they push and they try to force everybody to like what they pushing. It, it works the other way around. It's not like yeah. everybody likes this person and then they just sign them and put them out. So the music that you hearing on the radio is like the best music in the world. That's not, right, right. that's not, that's not how it really that's goes. What you know what I'm saying? Me, and it's a business. It so once you start understanding that, you'll understand certain music get pushed. If you if you able to make more complicated music and, and make bigger music, then usually you'll be a smarter person. So that means you'll be able to understand paperwork better, what you deserve better. You'll be able to negotiate better situations and better deals for yourself. Right. So the artist that's nicer are usually harder to deal with. The artist that's more dumbed down and sound dumb in their verses is because they probably dumb in real life. So it's easier right. to get them in bad situations and contracts that don't matter. And that's why you're starting to see a lot of them type of artists coming out because it's better for the check cutters to sign them type of artists at the moment. But they're that, gullible, that's why. That don't mean that they make the best music or that's the best artist or that's what everybody like now, even the new generation. The new generation is just like our generation is mixed. It's some people that like popular music. It's some people that like bars. It's some people that like to dance. It's, it's like all different type of people in the new generation, just like in our generation. And when we was younger, it was dudes that came out like MC Hammer that had on big pants and he wasn't considered to be lyrical or gangster like most rappers. So the dudes that I grew up with in the hood, the older dudes, they didn't really like that type of music. But the kids was all doing a hammer dance yeah, and everybody loved him. It was like, yo, that's yeah. some good shit. But he was number one on the charts. So that constantly happened. The business constantly pushed people that might not be the best rapper at the time, but it might be something that they could push at the time, whether it's a dance, a look, a style, or something like that. And that's what's going to happen in this business. Yeah. And I know you said in one of your interviews that hip hop, real hip hop is not hard to find especially with us having the internet now. And, you know, I totally agree. You know, it's all about searching for it because it's out there. Because I've searched for it and I found it. <laughs> Once you find it, support it. Everybody ain't going to yeah. like everything. There's billions of people in this world and it's a bunch of different rappers. So everybody's oh, 
like the same thing or the same type of stuff, but it is something out there for you. And once you find it, support it. Stick to the people that you like and support the people that you like and just worry about that. Don't try to worry about what everybody else doing and try to just like the artists that you think the most people in the world like because all of them numbers is manipulated anyway. So you should just like what you like, stream what you like to listen to, and it's available now. And it's on demand, so you don't have to like listen to yeah. the radio and just wait for them to play your song to hope they yeah. play it. You could, now right, you can get that from your If you ain't, you can rewind it, rewind it. You can start it over. You could pause it. Put that shit in your favorites. You want with it? You got the freedom now, so it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I, I literally, I, I can replay my interviews here. I literally say that verbatim all the time. Like, there's too many people in the world. You know, for every one person that doesn't like your music, 10 other people are going to love it. You know what I mean? So don't stress it. There's a lot of artists that they, they get their panties in a bunch because they feel like, even when I tell them I don't like their music, I'm like, I'm being honest. Like, you should just give up this, go flip some burgers. I mean, you know, just but listen it for you. Like the, the business make you believe that you need everybody in the world to like you for you right. to be successful. Right. They make you think if you don't got hundreds of millions of fans that you, you're not doing it big enough. But that's not so true. So what was it for you being so young? Like, you know, that many what was it for you? Imagine if you had just a thousand people, but those thousand right. people was to give you a hundred dollars a month. That'd be a hundred thousand dollars a month that you would make off them people. If you a thousand dollars a month, that'd be a million dollars a month you made of just a thousand people. You don't need a hundred million people. You just need a loyal fan base, people that really like you, willing exactly. to you. And it's gonna grow eventually because they're gonna talk. You know, uh, the best promotion is word of mouth. Yeah, but sometimes even if it don't grow, you'll still be better off. You still have that base. Yeah, if, definitely. Even if those thousand people only spent ten dollars a month, then that'd be ten thousand dollars that you make. And it could be people that might have been selling 10 million records and still not making no money. Like you heard those stories so many times. People sold so many records, there's so much, and they still broke. But yeah, like you have a thousand fans that's constantly spending money. But if you don't got no overhead you don't got to pay nobody you don't got a bunch of people digging in your pockets and you got a thousand people spending ten dollars a month and you making ten thousand dollars a month you know what i'm saying a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year off your music you can be able to invest that invest more out of that hundred twenty thousand into your project to maybe make them spend twenty dollars a month now or thirty dollars a month like you keep investing in yourself to make them more interested and spend more and with them thousand people you could get super rich so imagine if it was 2,000 people or 3,000 people or 5,000 people. Like you look at it like that and you could really, really get rich. It don't have to be a hundred million or a billion people. You don't have to sell 10 million records and all that stuff. Like yeah. not necessarily. Like, and if you can- No, you broke that shit down. I hope whoever's watching, mean, we got a bunch of listeners and watchers right now. So I hope they take heed to what you're saying because everything you're saying is true. You know, a lot of them trying to, they, they like to look at the bigger picture. You know, and it's like, don't focus on the bigger picture because it's not about that. It's about working your way up towards it, you know? Man, have <laughs> ownership and control. Mm -hmm. A lot of people be trying to work their way up to the bigger picture, but they be a slave and they be a worker and they be under something. They don't have no say in anything. No matter how big the picture get, 
you don't own it. You can't sell that picture. You can't sell that painting because you don't own it. So exactly. you just helping people know about the picture and how popular the painting is. But once the yeah. painting sell, you're not going to really get the money from it. They might break you off a little bit, like give you a little bit of paper just for promoting it. But you ain't going to really get the bread that the painting worth. So it's like a lot of people try to get in the business thinking they seeing the bigger picture because that's what they manipulate you to believe. When you right. look at videos and these artists that sign Instagram, you would think they got the world. But when you really listen to the interviews and these stories, they could be number one on the charts, but they'll let you know right now and they're getting robbed. Let you know right now and they're in management contracts that they can't get out of and that they don't know how they got into it and they're not really making no paper. But because you see them in the big cars and you think they got you all manipulated, you think and they actually buying them things and you think that you can say a bullshit rap and just get rich and famous. And that's right. what a lot of people think. And that's why you got billions of extra people trying to get in the music business that's not supposed to. A lot right. of them is supposed to be grinding and trying to do it. But you got probably billions of other people that not supposed to be in the business, but just think it's like hitting the lottery. Think it's a quick way to get a check. I don't really got to put Just imagine if it was filtered. Yeah, like, I don't got to put in the work. I could just write a couple raps, hopefully get a deal and get rich. And that's what everybody thinks. That Listen. I always said I'm, I'm ready to come out with a song and I'm gonna just be rapping about some adobo and song and about what I'm making for dinner. I get you as a feature. Yeah, I'll be a quick that. new. I'll be a one hit wonder. I'll just flip my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I was because they hear these records on the radio and they like, yo, if that was a hit, then I could fucking rap about exactly. Exactly. it. Must be easy for me. Exactly. Yeah. That's how people feel, but that's not mm -hmm. how that's not how the business is supposed to make you feel. Like when you see LeBron James or one of them, or Michael Jordan do a dunk from the free throw line, you don't look at that and say, "Oh, I could go grab a I basketball that, and just yeah. dunk from the free throw line on all of them niggas that's six feet nine and, <laughs> tall and just dunk on them." You don't believe that you could do that when you see mm -hmm. Mike Tyson or. Roy Jones or Floyd Mayweather or Andre Ward or one of these good fighters go out there and, and beat a Fucking big grown man and just knock him silly and just knock him out cold. You don't mm -hmm. think like, yo, if I seen this six foot eight, 250 pound man that train every day, if I was fighting him, I probably couldn't do that same thing. You don't think that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even when you see uh, Serena or one of them playing tennis. You ever been on the tennis court and you know how big it is and how the tennis racket feel and you just see them running back and forth and hitting it perfectly all them times. You don't feel like you could do that. I do and that shit in my head. <laughs> to feel like that you could get that good, it would take forever. That's what people think. Mm -hmm. But with yeah. rap, they hear a song on the radio and they like, man, I could write that shit today. Like I, yeah. could, I could do something like that now. So that's the so difference. So let me ask you, so what are your thoughts on these um, labels that are signing these artists that acts, that have like absolutely no content? Like it's- well, you gotta it's understand that the It used to Like be, Atlantic Records, I'm gonna just put it out there. <laughs> Atlantic be, Records is famous for signing trash. It used to be a lot of labels, like hundreds of them. Now it's only like a handful of them left. So it's not like it's, it's not like a lot of labels left. There's only a little bit of them. And right. they trying to get whatever they and could get. Like the money that's left, they get it. 
You know what I'm saying? However, they could get it and they sign in. But what you got to understand is the check cut is the people that's in control. The real owners of these labels are not a part of the culture. Most of them don't make music, they don't rap, they don't sing, they don't do nothing. They just so they don't know nothing do business. about it. Right. Yeah, they know money, they know numbers. So they only go by statistics and history. They need paperwork proof, like um numbers matter. Yeah, anything that got numbers on it to make them be able to understand how this is a good investment. That's how they move. That's and crazy. then they hire the in-between people, which is be these CEOs of these production companies, which do be having experience in the culture, but they can talk, they talk a little bit, but they also can talk to the artists and they hire them and they get them jobs to be able to find the talent and bring them in because they don't know the culture at all. They just know how to cut the checks. Right, so right. The reason why a lot of these things happen and it's not for not for culture reasons, it's not because the culture wanna change or is different or the culture like that. It's just because it's a business move and they trying to make money and that's what they pushing at the time. You know what I'm saying? Do you think there's potential for that to change? Where it will become it always does. The same way I gave you an example, like there was um the MC Hammers at one time. You had the vanilla ices, vanilla ice, ice, baby, doom, 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 doom. hit records. But they wasn't like, that was like like a hit record now, but like a radio record that wasn't that lyrical. They wasn't like, it was like um, right. the street niggas was criticizing those type of records. It was like for the kids at the time. Right. But legendary records and all of that stuff. So the same way they came and then it was like only a matter of time before artists like Nas and Pac and Big and then the Wu-Tang and like all of these type of rappers, big pun and all of these people started getting signed and started coming with lyrics and concepts and bars. And, and once they seen that start clicking, then all the label labels started looking for artists like that. They start getting opportunities and everybody thought that was the best form of rap at the time. But once they stopped signing them type of artists and start signing the watered down artists again, people thought that that was the best music. Yeah. But, around again is only a matter of time before the because the culture always going to overpower the business yeah. so eventually the culture going to start demanding what the culture want and that's bars that's real concepts um stuff going to happen in the world like the coronavirus like this revolution like deep things that's going to take people out of party mode and not wanting to hear they, they need direction yeah. they need guidance right. they need somebody uh -huh. to teach you lead them so when you get to those type of times you need different type of artists to be popping at the time. And the label right. realized that. And that's when they stopped signing those watered down artists and start looking for artists that's more conscious, more lyrical, more subject matter. They start looking for that. And that's when you start to see them artists coming around and those artists start to be the number one artists on the charts and things like that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like a mind fuck in a, in a, in a cypher that just continuously happens. For sure. Over the years, you know, that's crazy. Um, how how do you feel about everything that's going on right now, with this, with all these uh protests and riots? What? Where are you now? What state are you in? I'm not gonna find you. Don't worry. I'm in Georgia. You're in Georgia. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, how do you feel about all this? Um, I think it's a beautiful thing. It needed to happen. Um. It was a long time coming. I knew things like this was gonna happen. You don't know the exact date or when it's gonna go down, but you know it eventually is. Yeah. And um, 
since it's been happening, you already starting to see the changes in the world already. So I'm happy it's happening. Um, it needed to happen. I believe everything in the world happened for a reason. I don't believe I'm the high even yeah, if you think it's bad things or sins or that that's what they consider. I believe all of those things are supposed to happen too. Like Listen. things, the bad things is like sometimes the bad things could be bad for billions of people, but those that same bad thing could be good for billions of people too. And vice versa. Something could be bad for you, but it could be good for billions of people. Who's to decide what is good or bad? It's like, it's, it's a hard decision to make. Even with stuff like murder, sometimes you might murder somebody and you say that's bad, you shouldn't murder. But it could be somebody that's about to destroy the whole world. And if you murder that person and save the world, then you're a hero and they put you down as a good murderer. Like, you know what I'm saying? For instance, like when Moses caught a murder, he's in the Bible, all the religious people that say thou shall not kill still mess with Moses, but he was a murderer. But in his situation, it was cool, but in other situations, it's not. So it's like hard to say was good, was bad, was right, was wrong, was sin. I just believe everything's supposed to happen and everything going according to plan. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of that too, good or bad. It's, it's, it's a reason for everything, you know? And even the bad, we may question it, but it's like, there's some reason behind that as to why it happened. Like, you know, for example, what happened to George Floyd? It's unfortunate, but look at what it caused. You know what I mean? Things like that been happening. I just think people are just responding different. And that's because people get more woke, getting a better. I that, and I think they're tired too. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we've been tired of it, but uh, you just gotta, we got a better understanding. Like we got more information. Like for so long, we denied the proper information to even know how to fight back or what to do. But now information is available. Um, melanated people able to go to school. You're able to get on the computer and search up anything and look up anything now. Like you might have been a genius from back in the day, like a Frederick Douglass or something before black people was even able to read. Before you was even able to find the right type of books that can teach you what you needed to know, those people were becoming geniuses back then. So imagine with the access to all of the information that we got now and all of the computers, what type of geniuses we got floating around now. I totally agree. It's like when they say you you getting more woke, it's just that we gain more information, not as manipulated as we was before. And that's why we respond to different things going have to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And I think, like you said, everybody's finally waking up to the reality of things, you know, and realizing that as a people <clears throat> and people of color, we are so powerful. You know what I mean? And I think they're realizing that strength in numbers actually makes a difference in things. They they bumped up the charges to second degree murder on um for these guys that they arrested. You know what I mean? So that stands for something. It's small, but it stands for something and it's a start. And some and it's showing that some things be um bigger than any law getting changed. Like like um with seeing Obama become president, a black man did more for the next generation than any law changing. Just them seeing that you could be the, at the top and be melanated. Oh yeah. Gave them a whole, Absolutely. like, see my son was born when Obama was president already. 
So it's yeah. like it's like when he was born, Obama became president. So it's like he that was already great for him to see that. Yeah, like when he first understood what a president was, it was already a black man. So it's right. like different feeling about life and what he can accomplish than probably I did or than my right. or my mom or his mm-hmm. grand grandparents. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, definitely. So the same thing like with this revolution and people saying all of the 50 states uh um protested and even all around the world, even in other countries in the UK and in Africa and in all of these different places, they protest and all for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And um the next generation is a part of it and able to see it. So imagine how strong that let them know that we are and how strong that they could feel um, the things that they know that they can accomplish and achieve now is way different than the generation before them. So it's a blessing. And some things happen for reasons that's even bigger than the law changing because we need a lot of law change. We need a lot of things to be different. We got to continue to fight. But in order to yeah. do need more information then you got to believe that it's supposed to be different if you believe everything is how it's supposed to be then you'll never want it to change and for a long time it was manipulated thinking that that's how it was supposed to be but now we have so we know that's not how it's supposed to be and we frustrated and we wanted to change so we moving forward it's all a good sometimes it looked like a bad thing but it's a good thing and they're going to look back at this time that we living through right now in history. And they're going to- This is historical. Yeah, yeah this is historical. People going to learn about it forever. It's going to be a life, that like a world changing moment. We live through it. So it's a good thing. Yeah, Like I tell my son, I tell him, I say, you were born when 9-11 happened. You know, like during the era of 9-11. And now you're graduating during a pandemic and during a, a, a life changing moment where people are fighting for- something that should have been fought for you know many years ago you know what i mean but it's here now and that's what counts and that everybody's here at the forefront you know you even got people that are not of color that are out there fighting you know some with wrong intentions obviously you're always going to have bad apples in all, in all situations but um you know i see the good outweighing the bad um, and everything is everything is going to take yeah. time i hope everybody don't think it's going to happen like overnight it's going to take time you know what I mean? And it's going to take for people to do things collectively. It's layered. It's like a lot of different issues that need to be dealt with. And everybody, the same, like the, the same issues don't affect everybody the same way. Like everybody yeah. felt disappointed for different reasons. But when everybody do come together like that and fight against the power that be, then you easy, it's easy to be able to see who the who is the power that be. Because when we all fight, against each other because of gender or religion or race or where you was born or what language you speak or how short or tall you is or how light or dark you is and we always separated like that and fighting against each other then it's hard to see who the enemy is because you're fighting with everybody and everybody on the same page against one one thing like and everybody feel like they tired of it then who's going to fight to keep it there the only people that fight to keep it there gotta be a part of those people and it's easier to recognize now so we make yes. a impression man i'm just i'm just happy you know what i mean happy i'm yeah. alive happy i'm living life is beautiful to me you know what i mean i don't live through situations that seem crazy 
seemed like the worst times in my life and it was a bad thing. But after I went through it, it was a blessing. It was the best thing that could have happened to me. And it changed my life for the better in the long run and made me into yeah. the person I'm supposed to be. So I look yeah. at it like the same thing. Like while a lot of people going through it, it could look sad and like it's a bad thing and they don't fully understand it. But after we come up out of it, everybody gonna see that it was a blessing in disguise. Can we talk about your accident? For sure. That happened in 2006. I honestly didn't know, I'll be honest with you. I found out today. Um, so you were in a car accident where yeah. a van apparently hit you and it hit you on your side and yeah. you were seriously injured and you suffered a skull fracture and yeah. a shitload of bones that were broken. <laughs> Yeah. I'm laughing now because you're here, which is a blessing. You know what I mean? Sure. But, you know, um, you went through some shit. You know what I mean? How was that for you? You know, you were in critical condition. How long were you in critical condition for? Um, I actually went into a coma. So I was oh, really? A, yeah. I was in a coma, and then they put me in a, like, a medicated induced coma because now I want you to come out the coma and go through anything. So they put you on the medically medic induced coma. I was in the coma for about nine days, I think. And um, when I came out the coma, I had amnesia. So for like, like about 15 years of my life, I couldn't remember. Wow. Um, I didn't forget everything. Like um, if it was something that was over 15 years old, like my name or like my mom, I knew my mom was my mom, but like, if I met you in the last 15 years, I wouldn't recognize you. Like I would, maybe you ever get that feeling like deja vu, like you remember, yeah. like I'll yeah. look at a person it's and familiar. It, yeah, it looked like you know them from somewhere, like damn, I know. I, you can't put your finger on it. Or, but it's mm -hmm. like, I just can't recall who you are. Like I just can't call your name yeah. or remember anything we did. I just, but I yeah. get the feeling like I probably seen you. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what's crazy you say that? I don't mean to cut you off, but I know someone who, cause you know, I ride motorcycles. So, you know, I know a girl who she rides also and she was in an accident. She was in a motorcycle accident and she unfortunately sustained head injuries. And she was claiming that she didn't remember who I was. So I honestly thought she was like, bullshitting me you know what i mean yeah. she's like no you know i don't remember there's a lot of things that i don't remember you know and i was sending her pictures of her and i you know while we were riding and you know out to eat and just so on and so forth and she's like i don't remember this and i'm like fuck and you know now hearing it from you i'm like wow like it really affects I you like that yeah i used to see it on movies and on um, tv shows like when people had amnesia and they would act yeah. like they forgot everything. I yeah. didn't understand that. <laughs> I didn't know how to talk and know stuff, but don't know <laughs> until I went through it. And like, even all of the songs, like Hotel, I'm a Hustler, like songs that I perform a bunch of times, I ain't even know the words to them. So when really? I'm looking at the video, I see wow. myself in the video. And, and you don't even remember doing that. I got a feeling like, like, cause I'm in it. I'm thinking like I had to remember it, but I don't remember the video. I don't remember none of the words. Wow. I don't remember nothing. Even to this day? 
No, no, no. Yeah, no. Oh. They are oh, from now. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was gonna be like, is that why you don't remember me? Like, what's up? <laughs> nah, it took me like um, it took me like a couple of months to get my like memory back. Okay. Um, but like watching videos, hearing stories, looking at pictures, and the same way, like the outside of your body heals, so do your brain. So like every yeah. day, I will wake up remembering a little more. Little right. more things come back to you every day. And right. then after a few months, the majority of my memory came back. Like I, I could remember like all of the things I forgot. The only oh, part of my memory didn't come back is from when I got in a car that night, the car that I got in an accident in. Right. I could remember when I got in the car. Uh-huh. But that's when like my memory go out. And then from when I wake up out the coma. So from that time. My memory still ain't come back from that time. Oh, okay. But from when I got in the car the night of the accident and when I got out the coma, everything other than that, my memory came back. Yeah. Well, at least you were able to regain your memory with every with, with the good stuff, you know? Yeah, for at sure. least. So that's good. That's crazy though. And that's the cool. reason why when I came out, I dropped the album called Bars, Barry Agent Restory. And was doing a lot of like um, telling a lot of my testimony and just like going deep on that album because um, I just had went through a case where they was trying to give me life in jail. I know. Death. So I beat That's that. Right. Then I come home and I get in a nearly fatal accident, got amnesia and a coma. And then they told me I was never even going to be able to rap again. So for me to come back out, be able to rap and be able to do everything I used to do, it was like a blessing like it, the doctors ain't even think I was gonna be able to do that so that's why right. I came up with that album bars just I mean it's just the time in my life it was just so deep that's why I was making that type of music yeah no I feel you it's called for you know yeah. so people want to know why you gave up battle rapping my comments are blowing up right now I know you probably see them scrolling up too um but they want to know why you gave up battle rapping or if you did, nah, I didn't give up battle rapping. Um, I'm always in battle mode. Like, um, I represent battle rap. Like, I represent battle rap and the culture. So, I never gave up battle rap. But my battle rap career was like probably from like 1995 to 2001. That's when I really was like really battling the most. Yeah. After I got a record deal on opportunities to make music and make money off of it, it was no point in me battling. Like battling was just to get your name known and get you to a point to where you could get a deal. Once you got right. a deal, there's no point in battling unless I was going to battle somebody with a deal too that was doing some right. of the things like me. Right, so right, I was right. calling out people on beat and letting people know I was the best from day one. But because they know I come from battling, you know what I'm saying? The industry dudes ain't really want no static. And it took years and years for battle rap to actually build up to where it's at now. So that's why I wasn't around because it wasn't big enough budgets or big enough leagues to bring an artist like me out. You know what I mean? Big enough and got enough paper and offered it to me. I came back out. I battled disaster. That was years ago. And then I came back twice more battle goods and battle arsenal recently, like in the last six years. So Are you going to be battling anytime soon or do you have any plans to do it in the future? They want to know if you're going to battle uh, Jadakus. Um, 
Nah, Jada Kiss's family. Jada Kiss is Rough Riders. Um, I came up with Jada Kiss. Like, we did a lot of work together. Like, a lot of things behind the scenes that people don't know about. Like, we did a lot of work and a lot of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? And that's family. So, I'm not interested in battling Jada Kiss. Okay. Um, I will come back to battle rap. Like, whenever they offer me the right amount of money, I always come back. Like it's business for me now. I put in so much work that I don't really have nothing to prove. So I'm not like just in battle rap just to do it. But what if, if they offer me the right amount of money, it don't matter. Anybody can offer <laughs> you the right amount. As long as that money, right, right. <laughs> People offer me the right amount of money. I don't even pick who I want to battle. Like I let them pick. Right. So if anybody right. with the right with the right bag, they could pick whoever they want, and it could go down. That's the yeah. type of guy that I am. Like anybody could get it. That's what's up. I definitely think that. <laughs> but I'm the energy as far as ticket sales. Um, I sold the most like tickets. Uh, we booked the biggest venue for battle rap, and I sold it out immediately. Like put up the highest pay per view numbers. I'm like the highest view battle rapper. I'm the biggest thing in battle rap. So you don't have to bring me back, like you know what I'm saying. And I love battle rap, so it has to be worth it. I talk to all of the league owners all the time, and we always trying to figure out the best next business move to make. So I'm gonna definitely be back soon. Um, Chubby Jag, Jag, um, a dude that's down with me, been down for me whatever, like family forever. He done this thing, got a lot of music out on all platforms, but he got a battle coming up. He about the battle math on RBE. So it's coming up soon too. That's what's up. When are you coming back out to New York? Um, I'm not sure, but whenever, whenever. I gotta feed you when you come out here. I gotta feed you when you come out here. What you gonna feed me? Whatever you want. What's your favorite food? Um, <laughs> I like I like a lot of food. I actually, I actually cook. I don't believe I don't own a microwave. Just to let you know, so I don't use microwaves. <laughs> I love food. So if you're gonna cook, I can't wait. No, but what's your favorite food? If somebody told you if you were stuck on an island and you only had three things, one of them being food, what would it be? That's hard. Weed, like, of course. Weed. <laughs> yeah, but one food just all the time. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, what, what would be like the first thing you would go to? I don't got a first thing I go to. It just depends on what mood I am. I like I like steak. I like lobster. I like shrimp. Wait, I wait, like how you like your hold on? How you like your steak? This is gonna determine our friendship here, okay? I like uh Italian food, all type of Italian foods. I like Jamaican no. food. I like Chinese food. I like I so do all that. It depends on what mood I'm in. All right, I do all of that. How do you like? How do you like your steak? <clears throat> um, like the 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 cook way, medium well. Yeah, medium well. Come on. What? Why you say come on? What's wrong with that? Because you're killing the nutrients. So how you eat your steak raw? Medium. <laughs> no medium. 
<laughs> no, it's not still moving while on my plate. <laughs> nah, it's is is medium rare. Yeah, I don't like no blood or like. Come on, just close your eyes and just put it in your mouth. Nah. <laughs> The blood, like no blood. Gotta be like, Don't worry, I got you. I'm gonna I'm give you some steak one day, and you're gonna be like, This is the I best like thing well ever. Done, though. Not, I don't want it burnt all up, but no, that's not good. You gotta throw the whole steak away if it's burnt. <laughs> it can't, it can't be raw or like how you like it because I don't know. <laughs> I don't Mine know. is not that raw. Don't worry. It's actually dead. It don't have no heartbeat, so I'm good. I check for the post, and it's not. There's no post. <laughs> yeah, I, I might got to do something else with you, like Italian food or something. Make sure my food all the way. Listen, cooked. I do. I do everything. I do Italian, Asian, Jamaican, Indian, Spanish, obviously. I do American. I do all that shit. So when you come into town. Whatever mood you in, we'll figure out what meal you want to eat. Deal? Deal. That's just okay. I got proof, all right? No, I got video proof. <laughs> so obviously there's no reason to tell people how to find you because they already know how to find you. And if they don't know about you, they need to get to know about you. Um, you have anything coming out? Cassidy underscore larceny social media. Yeah, I already, I already got it down there on my um on the screen. Check out the web page www.cassidythehustler.com. Got all of the merchandise up there. Dope. And the new project is called The Energy. Yeah, listen to that new joint, um, so high. Yeah, it's a wave right there. I like that joint. Thank you. That joint for real. Well, I wanted to tell you it was a pleasure to speak to you. Definitely a pleasure. We gotta do it again soon. Yes, I will keep in contact. You and my stories anyway. Fun fact, if you didn't know. Appreciate the love. No, definitely. Um, I definitely appreciate you coming back out with some dope new music. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you dropping some jewels too about what's going on in this whole world right now you know people need to hear things like what you said you know yeah somebody got to do it yeah most definitely and like i said it has to come as a collective so you know sure. but thank you so much i hope you stay safe pet your dog for me what's his name again i suck at names what's your name again What's your name again? Now I want to play him. <laughs> His name Pretty Boy. Tell your Pretty son. Boy. Happy, yeah, tell your son happy birthday. Happy birthday to you too. Yours first. Come here. Say hello. Thank you. Stop being on deep voice. God, I hate I tell him to text me because I'm not used to that deep voice. I'd be like, stop fucking talking to me. Just fucking text me. <laughs> you have a son too, right? How old is your son? My oldest son's 16. Oh, so you're already in them stages. You already know what it is. Two sons, 16 and 11. Oh, yeah. So you already know what's up. Oh, and by the way, he says he follows you, by the way. I just follow. Oh, he just follow. Okay. Yeah. He said buy his music, goddammit. <laughs> but yeah, it was a pleasure. Huh? 
I said it was a pleasure. Until the next time. Yes, definitely. I'll definitely keep in touch. Stay safe. I hope your kids stay safe. Vice keep giving us some good music and all that good stuff, you know? See Thank you. Take care. Later. All right, y'all. That was Cassidy. <clears throat> um, sorry I didn't get to ask all the questions that um, I asked before. But um, I appreciate everybody that jumped in on the live. I appreciate everybody's comments. Despite the negative ones, if you feel that those are negative. Um, and yeah, that was a dope interview. Um, you know, it was good to hear not only artists speaking about what's going on right now, but it's also good to hear uh, things that are going on in the music business that uh, a lot of indie artists may not be aware of. You know, like he said, so many artists will be um, so quick to get signed or wanting to get signed. And it's like, it's not even about that. Stay independent, you know, own your own shit, things like that. But, um, you know, like I said, thank you for everybody that tuned in. I appreciate you guys. Make sure you subscribe to my channel on YouTube, No Filter Radio LLC. And follow me on Instagram at No Filter LLC as well. Later, y'all. Please stay safe.